cliffcentral.com. 360biz on cliffcentral.com. I think I would have preferred it much better because I'm, I'm, I'm actually, funny thing is, today I've got our engineer in studio. Can you not say Cliff Central with Bulelani Balabala? Okay, it can't. So I need to say it myself. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that ruined my uh, Wednesday on this beautiful, um, beautiful sunny day. Um, then youth month. I mean, it's been a, it's been a beautiful youth month. I've been involved in a couple of, um, initiatives. Um, this particular youth month. And I mean, I think they were very, um, significant. But I mean, today I'm not alone. It's not Deboho that I'm with today. He's off and you know, he's a jet setter. He's all over the country doing his thing. But I'm with, uh, Spusiso Muleme today. Spusiso man, greet our listeners and yeah. Yeah, you're not, you tell know. Tell us a you, bit about what you've been doing. Youth when month. you're with Bulalani, you just like never know what to expect. Um, I wasn't supposed to be on air, but hey, I'm here, and I just want to say, yeah, good afternoon to all the listeners. It's great to be here. It's great to uh, be with Bulalani and uh, the guest to be talking about Youth Month. It's been amazing. It's been such an amazing uh, Youth Month. So many young people doing amazing, amazing work, and it's been great to see. Radio stations and other platforms giving other young people to showcase their talent, as they say, opening up the industry. I mean, I love uh, what is really, really happening. So it's great to be here, man. And happy birthday to my boy. Yeah. Happy birthday, B. <laughs> where the gifts? Yeah, at? where the gifts? Yeah, you know the gifts. The gifts, yeah, man. You know, um, Youth Month has just been. <laughs> youth Month has been amazing, amazing. Yeah. So thank you so much, my man, for. Um, the opportunity means a lot, yeah? Yeah, so I mean, you know, today, I mean, what, what we've been discussing the past couple of weeks, especially because it's Youth Month, we've, just, we've been discussing things that are around Youth Month, and I mean, some of those things were the importance of Youth Month, I mean, what, what, what Corporate SA is doing with regards to youth development, because we feel like, you know, Youth Month is not just um, a 30-day conversation that we have, but I mean, we feel like in, it was not, not, not necessarily a conversation, but we feel like within the 30 days, Days, which is which is in June. That that is not the the time that we feel like you need to. We need to be the most radical or mobilized people. But we feel like that needs to be a time where we benchmark what we have been doing in the past eleven months with regards to youth development. Now, especially in a country at the moment where we are facing high levels of um, unemployment and uh, high levels of um, 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 uneducation and I mean heavy amounts that are preventing people to access um, a, a thing, sorry, um, um, institutions or tertiary institutions that is preventing them from accessing education. But, you know, as everyone knows, we are a show that is purely um, aimed at um, alternative methods of impacting our community, um, our economy in the right way, which is, I mean, we feel like not everyone will get a job, but entrepreneurship needs to be considered as a possible career choice. Dude, but tell me something. How important is Youth Month to you? Or rather, let me pose this question different. Do you think that we need to still commemorate Youth Month or do you need that? There's something else that needs to be done to signify you make this day worth it. Yeah, look, Youth Month is extremely, extremely important. But my personal view, Youth Month, Mother's Day, Father's Day, all of these different holidays that are taking place, it shouldn't be something that just happens once off. Uh, this is something that we need to continue doing. It's very unfortunate that you've got a lot of projects that are happening now with regards to the youth and then come August, come September, the people who are then backing them up in June are out of it. So I just feel like it needs to be something, we need to look at a more sustainable uh, way or way approach around Youth Month and what we're trying to do for our young people. But it's been amazing. It's been absolutely been amazing. 
Man, I mean, I'm not flying solo today. We've got amazing guests in studio. I've got one lady who's going to be flying me around the country at no cost. I've got another who's going to sleep me in any hotel in South Africa. Obviously, that is under the Tohosan group, who's going to feed me breakfast, lunch, and supper. And I'm possibly going to get a jacuzzi that is super warm. I've got another lady who's going to introduce me to other lady entrepreneurs. Possibly, they could be my cougars, and they will give me money. I am still young. It is youth month, and I'm feeling the vibe. So, ladies, I'm going to start with you. Could you please tell us who you are and what it is that you do and greet our listeners? Uh, thanks for having me, um, Bulelani. Did I say that right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, so I'm Sadaf and I work for a company called Seed Engine. I'm the head of entrepreneur, sh- entrepreneur development, um, at Seed. And our focus is mainly on youth, but more specifically female youth from, um, previously disadvantaged backgrounds. Yeah, that's what we do in a nutshell. Thank you very much. Hi, um, thank you to your listeners. My name is Bridget. I'm the marketing manager for Kulula.com. What I do is that I ensure that everybody who flies um, on Kulula.com goes to where they need to go on time, every time. That's beautiful. Hi, I'm Shanda, and I'm the group CSI manager for Toho Sun, and always a pleasure to be back at Cliff Central. Always such an engaging studio, and it's <laughs> lovely to be back. I have the great privilege of working with communities around South Africa, and particularly with young people, and giving them opportunities, and how can we help them to be the best they can be. So, I mean, according to you, Shanda, I mean, the young people that you guys have been working with across um, South Africa, have you find that there's a keen interest in them, a hunger to learn? Oh, absolutely. And it's an amazing thing. And people oftentimes, they think it is a very fluffy word when you talk about the word hope. But it's an incredible thing when you work into a commu- walk into a community and you're working with young people in school environments and you show them opportunities and platforms where they can find out more information about their futures, possibilities, options that they didn't even know existed, or just how to access these opportunities and there's suddenly just a lot that goes on inside of them and you can see in their eyes and their faces and they're sitting going tell me more tell me more the biggest challenge we is if I, I can't leave the school because i get mobbed in terms of <laughs> they just want to engage and they just want to chat and they want to ask and they want to talk and they want to see where can we go what can we do how can you guide me and it's just about chatting with them and dialoguing with them and giving the platform to them it's amazing it's wonderful and then i mean the whole ideal around um Youth Month. I mean, do you think there's any significance in even celebrating Youth Month? Absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt. Youth Month is for two reasons. I think. I think the the age old saying is never forget where you've come from, and I think we need to recognise that always. But I also see it in a spirit of hope, in the sense of the young people that we have now, particularly in the in the secondary schools and and that. They, they have an opportunity. They're post-apartheid era in terms of from a timeline, but at the same time, they need to know where to go and what to do. And part of what I firmly believe is, you know, the child rights is, there's rights and responsibilities. How do we get them to frame it in a positive way? That this is opportunity has been given to me. How do we give them the support and the hope and the platforms to look at it in a positive way, give them the tools that they need for everything that was fought for them? Sure. And it should never be forgotten. No, that's powerful. So, I mean, according to you, the significance of Youth Month, should we even be celebrating this? Though? 
Most definitely. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I want to ask you guys. Are you, are you guys giving discount flights for young people in South Africa? <laughs> We, I'm kidding. That would bankrupt <laughs> any company. <laughs> yeah, don't put me on the spot there, especially when the, the, the rest of the world is listening. Um, the, should we be celebrating Youth Month? Is that your question? Yes, definitely. We, we need to celebrate where we come from. In order for us to move forward for me, you need to understand where you come from. I believe the youth of June 16 did quite a lot for us as South Africans. Uh, that's part of the reason why we, we, we sitting here around the table having such a great discussion is because of what was done in the past. Therefore, for me, it is absolutely critical that we actually look forward and we still carry on and we celebrate. <laughs> So uh, I think that um, you know it's important to commemorate the youth because um, so 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 June is a month where we think about what the youth go through um, and and the challenges that they face and and it does sound cliched but they are the future of our country and um, I I think that it's just it's important so the youth are always important because they are the future but it's important for us to kind of be cognizant of the challenges that they face and and maybe like set some time out to raise awareness about the, the kind of challenges that the youth go through and in my opinion the challenges of today's youth are possibly you know I mean I'm not talking about the apartheid era but even on a global from a global perspective the challenges of today's youth are actually um in many ways much harder than than challenges of the youth from the in the last maybe um 10 or 15 years i feel like things generally in the global global economy have gotten um, much worse you know the other day i was on twitter um reading a tweet from a credible um account that always tweets stuff around entrepreneurship and they were saying that uh, estimated population in the world is about 7 billion or so. But I mean, the registered, or I, I don't know how they reached this, but I mean, the total number of entrepreneurs across the world was like 400 million. And I mean, you check 7 billion, 400 million. Are you guys picking up a keenness with people that are, are taking up entrepreneurship, especially women taking up entrepreneurship as a possible career choice? So I'll, I'll be like, I'll be very straight. The problem is that I think that it is a much larger problem and that we're trying to fight. It's bigger than ourselves and we need to like come together to fight this. And really the problem is that majority of the wealth in the world lies in the hands of the few. And when you have uh, youth or like young people in general, not just women that are trying to enter this, um, this space where, where they're trying to start up businesses and, and kind of create value and, and generate value. It's, it's really difficult because there actually isn't that much. Like, so you have a lot of the wealth that is sitting up there. And then what is left for, for our entrepreneurs or, or for people that are trying to create value? So really, I mean, I think that even as an organization, what we try to do is we're trying to balance, trying to bring some kind of a balance in the ecosystem where we say okay you know what I mean you have been established for maybe like I don't know um, 70 years or 50 years or 40 years or whatever but but now it's it's time to give um, someone else a chance and there are advantages to that because often you'll find that young people and, and small businesses generally are much more agile and they bring um, new and innovative ways um, for, for companies to do things so often the way for a corporate to incorporate uh, something innovative or, or like a, a cool new out of the box kind of solution would be to employ or to um, appoint a small business. 
you know, to come in and, and provide these services. And just the way that you'll see, so, so I do see a lot of advantages that small businesses and youth bring into corporate South Africa or corporate anywhere in the world, actually. But it's just about um, these corporates being aware of the value that, that young people can bring. I've spoken to a lot of young people and a lot of young people who are venturing into a business and some who are already in business complain about access to market. Do you think that's one of the biggest challenge? I think all over the world. So just to give you some background, I, I may not be familiar with everything South African because I'm not South African. Yes, I, I, I grew up in Dubai and I, I've, the, the reason I'm connected so much to entrepreneurship is because I started a business. Well, I actually took over. I was forced into taking over a failing business when I was 21 years old. Um, and then subsequently, you know, I mean, I ran that business for a while and it, it started doing well. And then I moved to South Africa to live with my husband. Since I've been here, I've noticed that, you know, I got into the space of entrepreneurship. But honestly, it gives me like a purpose to my life at the moment. It's given me, um, it just gives me immense, I think, joy. One, mainly because I feel like the, my struggles were not just my own. And secondly, because I feel like, you know, through my experiences, I can actually make an impact um, on other people. And they don't have to feel as alone as I felt when I started out. So, uh, so, 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 yeah. So I think that, you know, access to markets is really like the biggest challenge that any entrepreneur faces and and what is it what does it mean access to markets it means you just want someone um to give you a chance but that being said on the other side also the entrepreneur needs to realize that if you're going to provide a run of the mill service that another company can provide at at um, in a much better way it's not going to cut it like that's not enough what are you doing what are you doing to get access to that market which is that market that you want to target it's not okay for me to just start a marketing company and now expect you know people to be knocking at my door and say uh, you know can you give me social media marketing services or whatever there has to be something that you are offering a market that someone else can't offer yeah, that's very powerful but I mean now you know to the guys in Kulula because you guys are just around the corner from where we are actually as a company yes I mean I mean how do you guys come together with prime stars and how do you guys select them as a company to work with with regards to furthering your CSI initiatives Okay, we get a lot of requests, Bulela, and I think that's uh, uh, um, a great starting point. So when uh, Martin Sweet, that we all know of, is a great guy, by the way, Martin Sweet, if you're listening, uh, he approached us and he said to our CEO, can we please partner with him in order for us to actually fly youth around the country to go to central points? Uh, for his case, it was to go to, let's say, cinemas throughout the country and he will be the one who facilitates entrepreneurship for them. Remember, we are the airline. So as the airline, that is not uh, our speciality. So what we need to do is to partner with anybody else who's going to offer services and ensure that there is actually youth development um, in South Africa. So, I mean, uh, apart from Prime Stars, I mean, what, what are some of the other um, initiatives you guys um, I'm, I'm work with. There's quite a few, actually. Uh, I'll tell you the the one that has been standing there even before I arrived in the car, in the company. It's Food and Trees for Africa. Uh, this is uh, uh, one CSI whose function is to plant trees in and around South Africa. We actually also focus in the community of uh, Tembisa quite a bit, and we go there. We we will plant trees in order to actually sustain the community and actually make sure that we actually eradicate poverty. Because some of the plant, the, the trees that we plant are for food sources. We've got uh, the Smile Foundation. I don't know if you, you know of them. They are also an NGO that we support uh, with flights, whereby uh, doctors from uh, all over the world, 
some of them are actually local. They will be coming through. They'll fly into South Africa. We will be the ones who actually facilitate flights for them. They'll go, let's say, for, for example, to the Red Cross or to Charlotte Makeche. They will be operating on kids in order to actually sort out the cliff pallet. So there are people out there in South Africa whereby their job, their sole purpose as well is to make sure that uh, kids are smiling. What is our connection with uh, that type of an NGO is that we are a fun brand that is very key. So we want to see kids smile. Therefore, we pa- we partner with an NGO such as the Smile Foundation. Why do we partner with Food and Trees for Africa as an example? It's because, you know, in aviation, there's carbon emission. Therefore, as a result, we need to be planting trees in order to actually reduce that carbon emission. Why do we partner with the Smile, uh, with, with, um, Prime stars is so that we, 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 we actually resolve the issue with regards to unemployment as well. But we're not the ones who are actually doing it. We're partnering with those who are experts in the field, with the Martin Suite of this world, to just make sure that we as corporate South Africa are playing a role in making sure that the future of South Africa is actually brighter than what it is right now. So, I mean, you know, allow me to ask this question. So, I mean, if I'm a young kid mm-hmm. or I'm a young entrepreneur in Tembisa and I want to go into, avi- into the aviation space as an entrepreneur myself or to even supply you guys from that perspective, are the doors open for me to do that? Definitely. Doors are always open. I mean, you can approach us with your proposal. As an example, let's talk about, let's say you've got a, a marketing company. I'm in marketing. So, you send us a proposal and say, this is what... I do as an entrepreneur then we load you on our books obviously our procurement department will need to vet who you are I think that's the same process for for most companies you need to be vetted to say uh, I'm Bulelani and this is the marketing company that I own this is the materials that I do we load you on your system should you tick all the boxes as an entrepreneur for example from Tembisa or from Soweto and we are able to deliver because remember Bulelani uh, 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 as my other colleague has said here it is absolutely key to also make sure as an entrepreneur that you are able to deliver. It's one thing to turn around and say, give me, uh, give me a chance. Yes, yeah. I think corporate South Africa is willing to give, uh, entrepreneurs a chance. Uh, rather, let me say definitely kulula.com. I can speak on their behalf. Mm-hmm. They will give you a chance. I will give you a chance and my team will give you a chance, but are you able to deliver? So, so there's something I'd like to add in there. This is something we do really well at Seed Academy. Um, a lot of our focus, so yes, you have entrepreneurs and small businesses, but you have to understand <coughs> that small businesses work very differently. Fundamentally, they are very different from the way a corporate works. And often the main challenge with access to markets, going back to your question, Bulilani, mm. is that the, that, the small business doesn't know how to interact with a large corporate. The systems in a corporate are so different from the way that a small business operates. So that's actually a huge focus of the programs that we do. We call it, it's called supplier relationship management. And what we do is apart from um, ensuring that the business, the small business has a strong core. So we ensure that their systems are, are robust and that they you know, everything is in order internally. Apart from that, we also teach them how to engage with a corporate customer. So what, what's the process? How would you, uh, respond to a request for proposal? How would you, you know, what, what are the things that you would include? What are the things that you would take account of? Then, then on a regular basis, um, how would you, you know, review your performance? How would you know whether your customer is happy with you or not? And also from the corporate's perspective, then they have a little bit of, um, you know, it gives them peace of mind to know that, that 
this small business who they are giving a chance to has a strong backer and someone who's got who's got the small businesses back so you know so you know that that we are now taking responsibility and saying that you know what we are going to do our best to ensure that this business is you know not a fly by night company because that's often a huge uh, concern for a corporate you know how do i know that the small business mm-hmm. who is who i'm procuring something from is going to be there and 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 helping the corporate to now deliver to their customer you know so there is like there is some kind of a they need the small business needs to be reliable so, exactly so it's, a link. It's, yeah. a whole, it's a whole supply chain exactly and the supply chain needs to be reliable so that's where we come in and we'll say that okay you know what we will try our best to make sure that this business is someone you can rely on for many years to come another thing that we want to do is that often now what you find is that in corporate south africa most of the BE contracts, let's call them, um, go to businesses that are in the space of like, um, you know, like um, non-essential services, catering, marketing. So what's happening now is that you have like all these small businesses that are in the same space. They're creating competition amongst each other and killing each other. What we really want to do and really like our goal is to see some of the essential services being um, bought from by not by other large corporates, but maybe part of those contracts being given to small businesses so that so that we can achieve like true transformation. You know, that's the only way the, the economy will truly transform. So, you know, this then lean, leads me to then ask this from you, Shand. With regards to I know that you guys sponsor all the programs, um, um, all, 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 all the Prime Stars programs, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I mean, there's one particular program that is very close to my heart, which is the Career Gardens. Mm. I mean, so I mean, how important is it for us as South Africans to play a role in terms of giving career gardens? Because I know that I mean, if I was given career gardens at a very young age, I'd be, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd probably. But, but let me ask a question, actually. If you had gotten, if you were part of that particular program, mm-hmm. do you think you'd still be in the same career? Well, it's a, I'm going to answer it in a roundabout kind of way because two things. A, yes, I'm a big fan of career guidance and I'll explain that a little bit further. But to answer your question, I was told when I left school as well that I should have gone into teaching and social work and I said, no, thank you. And I went off into PR and marketing. 20 years later, I'm in the education space <laughs> in CSI and doing social work in communities. So, so there is some truth to it. So had I listened... I would have gotten here a lot quicker um, and followed my heart and probably been a lot happier a lot quicker because it is my passion and I absolutely yeah. love it. So um, I'm a big fan of the career guidance and it's something we started touching on starting with the Prime Stars program of My Future, My Career as well, when you get an access and exposure to different kinds of careers, which I think is a huge challenge for young people. And we're taking it a step further in different ways. But I think the career guidance is in the sense that, you know, you talk about entrepreneurship, and I do believe it's a key part of the economy, and it's a key part of the growth of the economy and of young people having access to the to economic sort of independence and empowerment. But at the same time, not everybody's born to be an entrepreneur. And I think the beauty of career guidance is just because you're not an entrepreneur it doesn't mean to say you're not good and you're not good at business and for the same reason just because you fail in a in a in a sort of a employed job sort of corporate environment doesn't mean to say you're not an entrepreneur either and there's different levels for that what is your personality type what is your skill set and what is you what are you geared towards and i think if young people especially in high schools and the secondary school environment if they get exposure to that which unfortunately in our education system they don't always have there's a limited access to it from sort of life orientation or if they have the the um 
the luck to go to career expos or get exposed to different corporates in that environment. What we're looking at doing is sort of partnering sort of the My Future, My Career plan, which is already you're getting exposed to different kinds of careers. The IT is not just about somebody who does programming. There's a whole bunch of um, opportunities in sort of IT and software development, etc. Same within the finance industry. It doesn't mean to say you just have to be an accountant. You know, same within the hospitality industry. If you're in the kitchen, you're not just the chef. Um, you know, and, and there's customer service, there's various types. Don't go into customer service in the front facing when you're an introvert or it's not your deal or you have anger management issues, you know, <laughs> and you're going to shout to the customer. It's what is it that you are geared towards and how can we help you mm. to make those decisions? And oftentimes that actually starts in grade nine when you've got to make so many kids when they leave grade 12, when they're trying to apply for university or for a tertiary education, have made the wrong subject choices because of what they were told they needed to do because that's what you're going to do to get an education and you must go to university. Not everybody's a university person. Not everybody's a TVET person. Which one is right for you? And also those careers are linked. The engineer needs the plumber. And the plumber needs the engineer and the same with the architect. They all need each other. But how you get that qualification. And just because you went to university doesn't mean to say you are better than somebody who went to another institution. And it's how do you find the right institution for you that is going to make you successful. Then also to love what you do because you know you're good at it. There's nothing worse than going to a job that you're not good at because you're going to hate it every day. Mm-hmm. Finding what you do, do well allows you to start to feel confident and enjoy what you do. That is the starting point before you even leave school to decide, yes, I'm a risk taker. Yes, I'm an entrepreneur. I come up with ideas. Great. I know my Mm. channel. But at the same time, am I going to be a pilot? Am I going to be a chef in a hotel? What is the option for me? You know, do I like being on radio and a public speaker? You know, that kind of thing. What is it? I mean, there are many people in the world that look at your job and go, I'd rather actually put hot needles in my eye than go on radio and talk to people every day. <laughs> How do they think of things to say every day? And your thought of you sitting behind a desk every day, you would rather die. You know, you love engaging with people and you found your niche. And the same yeah. thing, you know, pilots love all the different buttons that they've got to press. Ah, my ADHD would go into complete overdrive, <laughs> you know. So it's about finding that. And I promise you, when you, to allow young people the opportunity to find that journey first, to make the choice, because then you start with the confidence first and the love of what you do because you're good at it. Yeah. Would you still have been a speaker had you gotten career guidance? Yeah. Or would you have been a doctor or a mechanic? I wanted to become a doctor, but... Uh, yeah, I saw that doctors weren't making money. <laughs> That's other, a first. Other doctors were driving these other funny cars. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I was, I was really, really uh, uh, privileged to have gotten a career guidance at a very young age. And I think it's extremely important. You're seeing more and more young people who are not, as you say, you know, education is not theirs. And, and why must we then now neglect them? Because they're not mm. university students. Absolutely. Um, and they all need each other. And all the careers are interlinked. You know, mm. the people, it, it's not just about the person. And, and often people think that the people who've got the best education have got, and when I talk about that, the tertiary sort of post-school environment are the ones driving the fancy cars and are making all the money. Mm. Not necessarily. It's, it's, it's about finding what you do and doing it well. And oftentimes that will lead you to the paths of success in terms of finding more work, more opportunities, be it in the corporate environment or on your own as an entrepreneur. Sorry. So, so Shania, I'd like to add to that actually. Firstly, mm. I mean, to go back to what you said about having a, a personality type, I think that often, you know, in order to encourage entrepreneurship, it's, it's glamorized mm. quite a bit. Correct. And, and that's not really, that's not true at all. It, it is a really long and hard road. So one of the things that we do and we look for is that 
more than the business idea, we back the jockey. So, right. so we look at whether, whether this, this person or this entrepreneur has the qualities that they need in order to not just have an idea, but to also run with it and then stick to it and like show some kind of tenacity. So I completely agree with you there. And then secondly, also, you know, I think that in South Africa, a lot of entrepreneurs are born out of necessity mm-hmm. and not necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. j- because it, you don't have, I, I'm an entrepreneur out of necessity. It wasn't, it wasn't by choice that I went into it. It's a different thing that I fell in love with it, but that was just a coincidence. So there are many people that actually are forced to do it and it's just a way of making a living. And then thirdly, you said something else about, um, that, that, that I found quite interesting. But um, it's how do you then partner? And this is the thing. Even if you are forced into yes. an entrepreneurship environment and you're saying you're backing the jockey, often the jockey and the guy with the big idea or the girl with the big idea is not wrong. Yes. But they're not the operations person. Hmm. Yes. Then you're finding someone who doesn't want to be the front face like, of the business. Yeah, yeah. It's oftentimes you know, not just one person. Yeah. It's a collaboration of yeah. anything. How does any big successful business work? Because the CEO is not the person who's also doing the finances, who's also doing the marketing, who's doing the catering, yeah. Yeah. who's doing the ops, who's yes. making sure our beds are made and the yes. housekeeping is mm. done, etc. Yes. It's a collaboration of a different Absolutely. sets of skills. Absolutely. So just because you're an entrepreneur, don't be scared to bring on other people Absolutely. who yeah. complement your skills Absolutely. and who don't want to be in the who don't have that risk capacity So so we've had a few so, cases So, so yeah. on that beautiful height yes. I'd love to go to the break Okay, okay. <laughs> You know we're having a beautiful conversation And I think as we're about to jump back online Um I heard, I I overheard something. And so, so so here's my thing. Yeah. So let's assume I, as a youth entrepreneur, am able to deliver on the level of the large corporate. Yes. Would you commission the work to me? Yes, I, I, I would. I will definitely do so. And it will be based on the best quotation, the best material, and who's able to deliver. That's the criteria. So uh, the criteria in my company uh, right now is that get three competitive quotes. Mm-hmm. And if you're one of the companies which is actually uh, listed to actually deliver products for us, definitely we will consider you. But here's my thing. How do I compete with a company that's been around for a hundred years? When, when we look at your career, we're not looking at who has been there for a hundred years. For me, that's not a checkbox that actually exists. It doesn't exist. What actually exists is what can you do for me today? Okay. If you've been in existence for 10 years, good. But what, what was your last job like? Okay. Was it good? Mm-hmm. Whereas somebody could have just started up today, yet uh, their pricing are better. Remember, with the economic state that we find ourselves in, everybody is looking at cutting uh, 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 costs mm-hmm. where possible. So if you could be one of the suppliers that gives me the best cost, that gives me great quality, that delivers on time, Hell yes, I will look at your cost estimate. I will definitely um, make sure that you compete with some of uh, uh, the companies out there because when I look, I don't go on your profile and say, have you been there for a 100 years? It doesn't matter. If we had to look at something like that at Kulila.com, it simply means that the next guy will not be listed on our books. So we list companies based on what can they do uh, their BEE certification as well. We list them based on their quality and their cost and what they can do for us today. So, 
here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I was speaking to a couple of young guys. I mean, we young, right? Me and Spussy, so we we youngish. So the ladies, well, as well. Yeah. the yeah. ladies in studio are younger. Yeah. <laughs> the ladies in studio like are younger. Thank you. And a couple of guys said to me, "I don't know why we still commemorate Youth Month. Why don't we just move on? How do you feel about that?" Because I, I think I was particularly well, offended. I think it was. How, how do you feel about that? Well, I cannot give you an answer. I would have to understand why they said what they said. Obviously, and then you give an answer. How do we take that. it back to you then? What do you then view? If if you to answer that question a different way, how do you then see Youth Month and its relevance and its significance? Sure. Well, if you now, do take I'm interviewed on my own show. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're shutting down the show. But then, if you say you take offense to yeah. that kind of a question, or it took you back a little bit, why? I think I, I think it took me aback because I think my 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 thing is that how do you 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 always need to be in constant remembrance of what was done or what it took for us to get to where we are because I feel like oftentimes when we get to a comfortable place we tend to forget how what it took for us to get to where we are thus the whole notion of you know people that opened up doors for us never get the flowers while they could still smell them and everyone is as a subject result of someone who did something for them for them to get to where they are because i think that personally in my own space when i think about what june 16 is all about and i think about what happened in 1976 and all the different events that led up to that the events after that the events on that particular day i feel like i need to work my butt off so i think that we come from maybe two totally different places where as for me, it inspires me to think that someone died for me, mm-hmm. so I can't just be wearing an expensive suit and be happy about spending money. That I mean, mm-hmm. spending money on other people's products. But I feel like, as a young person in this country, I need to be creating my own products and taking over the globe. So that was my perspective. Mm-hmm. But they, when I then asked them, why would they like for us to just move on? They felt like, oh man, every year we're talking about people that died for us and these are younger guys, you know, they weren't even there. So their perspective is now, nah, man, let's just move on with life. I start remembering all these things. But I feel like if you do not remember, then how will you know to keep relevant and how will you know what you need to work hard for and where we need to move as a country? I didn't expect that question. I don't know what to say next. Because <laughs> now I'm totally thrown. <laughs> now I'm totally thrown aback. Okay. I think I, I just want to say something to you as well. Do, don't you think we should be also looking forward uh, a, yeah. a, as the South African uh, youth? I, I still view myself as youth, but according to I think the UN, I've fallen off the scale of being <laughs> a youth by now. But the, the, for me, June 16 or the month of June, it's also about forward looking. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we know what happened. In 1976, most of us perhaps in this room were not even there. But that's not the point. When we do celebrate uh, uh, June 16, I think we gotta be forward-looking South Africans as well. I, I I actually had something that I wanted to write on June 16, but I opted not to because I knew it was gonna create quite a lot of controversy. And uh, I guess today I'm gonna have a chance to actually say it on radio. My question is that what will the youth of 2076 say about us? What did we change? Mm. Yeah, what what did we change? You know, it's so easy to say, oh, yes, they fought for us. Definitely they shed blood for us. But what are we doing as South Africans? What are we doing to, to, to look forward? Yes, we, we, we are in the airline space. We are in the bed and breakfast space. We are speakers. We do quite a lot of things. But a youth who will be, let's say 16 or 18 in 2076, what will they say about us? What did we change? 
Mm-hmm. What struggle are we fighting that we should actually resolve today so that somebody in the future will be proud of us? And I think that's what we as South Africans need to be answering in order for us to be forward moving. Because I think, yes, we do love what, 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 I can't say we do love, but we do acknowledge what has happened. But the future, I think that's where my question mm-hmm. lies. And all of us, whether it's corporate South Africa, whether it's entrepreneurs, whether it's uh, uh, small businesses, all of us collectively, I don't think this is a job only mm-hmm. for corporate South Africa. If anybody for me thinks this is a job for corporate South Africa alone, I think we are all lost. I, yeah. I think we are in the wrong boat. It's not a job for Kula.com alone. Kula.com plays a role. It's not a job for Toho, San. You play a role. But what about me as Bridget Ramurubana? When I go home, what else do I do for youth? It's you nice. Know, you know, you know what you're saying is very interesting and, and, and I hold, um, similar views to a certain point. And I think just to add to that, I, I believe that it's important to remember, but it's twice as important to understand what the subject matter is. Mm-hmm. At that point, it was important for you to defeat the giant, but I, you know, uh, having been a young person who's on different media platforms, engaging with different young people on different scales, I think that the biggest fight that we have on our hands at the moment is an economic fight. Yeah, well, and yes. inclusive yeah. economic yeah. participation. Absolutely. And for us to, do you think I'm right? Because I, I, I don't, I don't want to be a sounding board <laughs> for young people. Right, and then I just want right. to bounce it yeah, with right. the quiet guy in the room. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Are you intimidated by these beautiful ladies? I'm not intimidated. I'm inspired. And when you're inspired, you sit back and listen. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Had you gotten this career guidance that Prime Stars is offering, do you think that you would have... Had I, had I... No, actually, I was a very confused young person. I started off as... I wanted to be a chef. And uh, then I decided it paid too little. And so then I decided I wanted to study something else. And then I got into, and then I started running a business. And I realized that, you know, there is only one place for a person who has so many interests. And that is business because you can bring all those interests together. Um, yeah, but you know, I mean, going back to what you said, Bulilani, I think that you're so right. And, and, and Bridget, we are fighting on a global scale. We are fighting the, the, the incredibly, like the, the, the struggle is against inequality. Mm-hmm. I think everywhere in the world right now, if you look at the US, if you look at, um, you know, if you look at Europe, if you look at South Africa, this is not a problem that is unique to South Africa. This is all over the world. We are all fighting the struggle against, uh, fighting the fight against inequality. And, and how do we, how do we bring some balance back? into society so i mean what are you guys going to be doing for the next couple of days as we close off youth month or rather what have you guys been doing in your own personal space have you guys been sitting at home watching tv i'm putting you guys on the block if you guys guys attended an event like just share i mean it's just a you know it's just just an interesting question because i'm sure the young people are thinking i mean these ladies in the studio where can you know what it's it's so hard because you want to commemorate youth day because it is significant and and for me on a personal level and i think as a company as well we do acknowledge youth day but Without sounding cheesy, it's kind of our biggest strategy anyways to work with young people in the school environment, very similar to what I was saying in terms of providing opportunities for young people to make better choices and in the school environment. So that is primarily where we work as well. So without being funny, but Youth Day is and Youth Month is kind of stretched out for us throughout the terms of the school calendar because we don't want it to just be a fly-by-night and opportunity. So what are we doing? So Prime Stars, an opportunity to work with them and create the platforms for them to engage with young people's 
one of the channels. We're working with young kids in the school environment throughout the year now where they're making, they're doing these career assessments and online assessments where they can actually get a portfolio to like, what am I going to be so that I know how to make my choices in grade nine? How do I then choose which institution I need to go to? And that is best suited for me. At the same time, we're working with other companies and service providers who are, I was in Cajiso yesterday doing um, leadership training and it's values-based leadership, not just the textbook, okay, you need to be this kind of person, you know how to manage your time, blah, blah, blah. It's values-based, servant-driven leadership at a school level with grade 10s. And they are so excited about learning that because they want to inspire themselves. They want to know how to make change within their own school. How to, And it's almost leadership from within, not trying to look to an adult to teach me, but I'm actually learning as I go along. And as an adult, we want to give them all the solutions. And this program teaches them to be a leader within their own school environment and as a result within their community. And they're excited to do that. So it's about all the different parts of the collaboration and different parts of giving these young people the tools to make these choices, whether it's to be a leader in the front, a leader from the back, how to make choices in terms of my subjects and to be the best and choose this right um, career opportunity for me, or how is it that I just look to see to be an entrepreneur? If I don't have the opportunities to study, how do I make sure I have access to entry-level employment and work my way up? There are amazing stories of people who've also had that opportunity. It's not always just about, you know, getting all the fancy degrees, and by no means am I... Am I um dismissing those but if that opportunity doesn't exist how do you get into the employment environment and how do you teach people to write a cv to go and sit in an interview environment when they when their living environments don't have role models to teach them that give them the opportunities to know more it's not a dead end just because you've got my trick how do you get into entry-level employment and work your way up Mm. many have done it and have succeeded beautifully but so, it takes hard work. Shandy, you know, and attitude. The, the, the hotel business, the hospitality business is especially good at that. Correct. You know, at moving people from different, um, and moving people up and also, mm. uh, cross-functionally. So, Correct. so. Nice. Bridget. Yes. I mean, you consider yourself to be very young. Very young. the fact that you consider yourself to be very young, maybe just shed some light. Do you think that corporate SA, the youth in SA, and also the government is doing enough in terms of youth development? I think we are, but to be quite honest, I think there's quite a lot that we still can be done. I think, uh, uh, and I'm gonna speak from an individual level as well. I think even us uh, as individuals, um, before I went to Kulila.com as an example, I don't think I ever took the notion of being an entrepreneur as a subject matter. For me, I've always viewed myself as an employee up until I got to Kulula and then you realize that, hey, somebody can start an airline. We don't think like that. Mm. And I think it all starts with the thinking, Bulelani. The, 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 your thinking process needs to be right. And I think it's at that school entry whereby if we, you are being taught as a youth, what uh, what opportunity lies out there? I think things will be uh, much more different for you as the youth of tomorrow. For me, when I went to Kula.com, I didn't know that existed. I didn't know that somebody can actually wake up and say, hello, there's a gap. I knew you could do all your gap analysis, but mm-hmm. launching is a different story altogether. Mm-hmm. Making sure that you're sustainable is a different story altogether. I got there. Somebody had started an airline. They started an airline and it's an airline that's still standing today. So 
I started getting into the thought of, oh, okay, it is possible. But did it need to take so many years to start thinking like that and not being a, a, an employee? I'm not saying being an employee is wrong. I, I'm mm. still an employee right now, but I own on the side, my own sideline business as well. But where I'm going is that in order for us to change uh, what we're doing today, it needs to start with the thought process, Bulalana. Unless if you're thinking differently, the outcome is not going to change. The outcome is not going to change. You could be here next year, this time, talking about the same thing, but nothing would have changed in South Africa. So for me, it's absolutely key and it's a plea to all South Africans to say, even if you're an employee today, what can you do in order for you to be an entrepreneur? You know how to do something. Everybody was born with a gift. Mm. What is your gift and what are you using it for? That sounds like a mouthful. Do you think that corporate SA is doing enough? Government is doing enough? Look, I, I don't think that government and corporate SA is going to solve the problems of South Africa. Yeah. No. And uh, like really, and what I always tell the entrepreneurs that we work with is that your growth lies in medium-sized businesses. The corporate contracts are great to have, but honestly, they squeeze you. I mean, like you said, Bridget, you look for price. Ultimately, you have entrepreneurs and businesses that are killing themselves in order to compete on price. But that isn't the most prudent, um, you know, that's not the most prudent strategy. So let's go for the medium-sized company. So I honestly, I don't think that the, the answer to the problems of South Africa is government or corporate SA. I think that a lot of it lies in our hands. I think that Seed as a company, we live for youth. I mean, this is the reason we are in existence is because we want to empower youth on a personal level. This is something that has given me purpose in my life, you know, and, and, and also, you know, Shandi, you, you talked a bit before about success. And I think that it's just important to, to mention that, you know, sometimes when you get the big cars, the fancy cars and the big houses, you know, you don't feel successful. You don't feel successful inside. So it's important for us to realize, even as entrepreneurs, and this is a large part of what we do, what is going to make you happy? Because the, the end goal is, is being happy. The end goal is not having a lot of money. And I think that we just need to change the way we think about that. So do we all want to be very rich or do we all just want to be happy? And it's true also what you're talking about in terms of access to the market and what you're talking about is that sort of almost the middle economy mm. where it's actually the entrepreneurs supporting each other. Yes. And the, the growth of an entrepreneur is the growth of that middle economy. That's And that it. terms of it where, you know, if I've got IT support that I need, who do I go to? Try and find your local middle, medium, small businesses as well. But at the same time, if you want to crack into the corporate market as well, it's not always just about getting the big contract and get excited. Two things are going to happen. A, you might not be able to meet their demand or their requirements. And all that's going to happen is you're going to fail and get a bad reputation. How do you start small? And I think from an entrepreneurship as well as what I – well, you know, when I'm trying to work with small businesses is to help them grow because you want them to be good and then start, and it has a ripple effect. Yes. If I work with you and you provide for me and you're successful in what we do on a small scale, how do I make that circle bigger for you? But don't go from zero to all of this because how do you scale? Do you have the capacity to scale? Do you have the resources to scale? Then you're going to fail and you're going to feel your confidence is just going to grow your business. Then you call us. Then you call us at Seed Engine. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but start and don't be afraid to start small. Get it so that you've got good credentials, good track record with the guys that you have worked, be it small business or small contract within a big corporate and let that circle grow bigger. Yeah. And over time, your reputation, and then you are the 20-year-old business that is bigger. Absolutely. I think for me, uh, I just want to rephrase your question as well, Bulelani. Is it really the government's job? Is it really the, 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 the South African government's job to make sure that we are all employed? I, I, I don't think so. I think they play a role. And up until we take ownership 
as well as individuals in this country, it will always be the next person's problem. It will always be the government owes me this. Yes, the government is there to look after us to make sure that they are doing whatever else that they need to do. But the truth of the matter is that we need to get up as well. We need to, to, to do something for ourselves, do something for the future of our children and make sure that ultimately we are sustainable. I promise you right now, should we carry on and think, yes, this is the job for the government, we're going to be in a very bleak uh, uh, future because then now what happens if the government doesn't supply? We're going to be pointing fingers at each other and say, ah, you didn't give me a job. It is not their job only. Everybody in South Africa, you've got a role to play. So as we wrap up the show, because it was such a, it wasn't even an hour. It didn't even feel like an hour. It just, so we normally close the show in style. um, And then by in style, it's, uh, you know, to, there's a young lady out there. There's a young gentleman out there who's listening to the show. They want to go into entrepreneurship. Oh, I mean, it's youth month and some of them would like to go into hospitality or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but it was just a say something, you know, just 30 seconds of inspirational words or it could be 10 seconds of whatever it is that we, that you would love to leave them with. Okay. I feel put on the spot, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I think that, that most importantly, if you want to get, become an entrepreneur, if you want to start your business, find a customer, find one customer. That's it. <laughs> Even if it's a small customer, find a customer, validate your idea and then uh, contact us. Beautiful. For me, it will be have a plan. Wake up every day, knowing what your goals are and chase them like somebody's chasing you. Beautiful. Stay in school (laughs) (laughs) Till the end (coughs) Yeah, be patient And keep building every day Is that it? Be patient and keep building You looked like you were going to say something else That was quite perfect Be patient Because he's busy doing this I'm thinking his lips are Be patient and keep building That's it's powerful All I want to say is Thank you very much for listening to the show Join us again next week And get things done 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com cliffcentral.com